On today's show, Chevrolet redesigns the tracks, Ford uses wearables to improve factory productivity, and NHTSA rules that autonomous technology will be considered to be the same as a human driver. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for February 10 of 2016. You know, to hear the doomsayers say it, the amazing comeback of the American auto industry is about to be undone by a growing number of car loan delinquencies caused by subprime borrowers. But Experian, the company that you may know for providing you with your credit score, says the automotive loan business has never been healthier. The number of subprime and deep subprime borrowers did go up last year by half a percentage point. And the number of 60-day delinquencies did go up from 0.72% to 0.77%. In other words, delinquencies went up by a fraction of a fraction of a percent. Even so, the nattering nabobs of negativism in the media are trying to turn this into a financial doomsday. There's still a number of legal and legislative hurdles to clear before we see fully autonomous cars driving on the road, but we just got some legal clarity. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration ruled that the artificial intelligence system for autonomous cars will be considered to be a human driver. The agency published its interpretation in a letter responding to Google. A month ago, NHTSA made it clear that it will provide exemptions to federal rules requiring drivers, all with the idea to speed up the adoption of autonomous technology. Meanwhile, California enacted legislation saying cars must have steering wheels and other controls and that a human must be behind the wheel might take a legal ruling in this case to determine if NHTSA's regulations trump California's law. Still to come, Chevy refreshes the tracks and why Ford factory workers are using wearables at a factory in Spain. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. Last year, Chevrolet sold more than 63,000 Traxxas, making it the second best-selling small crossover in the U.S. in just its first full year on the market. Now the Trax is getting a refresh, starting with Chevy's signature front-end styling. Inside, it comes with a new instrument cluster, including a 7-inch touchscreen. 4G LTE, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto are now available, as well as a slew of safety features including blind zone alert, forward collision warning, rear cross traffic alert, and lane departure warning. The refreshed tracks goes on sale this fall. We've reported how BMW and Volkswagen are using wearables to improve manufacturing productivity, and now Ford is too. It's testing out a wearable device that connects to a smartphone to make faster and more accurate quality checks on the production line. In Valencia, Spain, Workers previously used a paper-based system that required them to walk back and forth to a desktop computer. But the smartphone app allows them to do on-the-spot quality checks. And that move could actually have a very big impact. As Robert Davis, the head of Mazda's U.S. operations, told AutoLine, Mazda could make 100,000 more cars over three years 
if it could improve its workforce productivity by just one-tenth of a second. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Last week, we reported that it's now legal in the United States to make replicas of cars in low volume and sell them without having to meet all the regulations. We asked you what replica you'd like to see. <laughs> wow. Did you respond? Pacific Mojave apparently liked the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He says Ferrari, California. Vince 33X votes for the Lamborghini Mura, saying it's perhaps the most beautiful car ever made. Ducadista Ducati likes the classics. He wants a 1930s Mercedes 450 or 540K special roadster or any roadster of that era. Real Reeler has simpler tastes. He says 1957 Carmen Ghia. Kit Gerhardt likes the 59 Cadillac convertible. Victor West says Porsche 365. Doc Wolf says Chevy Corvair, Pontiac Fiero, Ford RS200, Dodge M4S. Tim Watson has five cars on his list. Tucker Torpedo, Cord 812, boy, I like that one. Jaguar XKE, Mercedes-Benz 300SL, and he also likes the Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. Chuck also has quite the list. Jaguar XKSS and XJ13, an XKE, Toyota 2000 GT, Lamborghini Mura, Maserati Bora, and the 67 to 71 Ghibli, Ferrari 275 GTB4, and finally, the Australian Ford Falcon XB and XC Coupes. But you had other things to sell us besides the replicas that you'd like to buy. Jerry Katz says, so I did the math. Regular gasoline is $1.40 per gallon in my area, and my 2010 Honda Insight is 47 MPG combined. That's three cents a mile. What's the point of EVs? Dan wants to know, with the demise of the Scion, where does that put the Subi BRZ? Well, I'd say that puts the Subaru BRZ on the endangered species list. Roger Blows heard our report that Volkswagen will probably have to buy back all those TDI cars in the U.S. and wants to know, where are all of the buyback TDIs going to be sent? Well, I think there's three options. You could convert them to gasoline engines. That's probably cost prohibitive. Or you could export them to countries with lower emission standards, which would be cost effective, but would also be a public relations disaster. Or you could save some for parts and send the rest to the junkyard and crush them, which may be the most likely. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. We love to get them all. And also a reminder here, we're going to have the new Honda Civic Coupe in the studio for after hours tomorrow with one of their designers. So join Gary and me for some of the best insights into this industry. But anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow.